This episode is brought to you by Peak, the blockchain for real-world applications and home of DPIN. If you think it's time for Web3 to get real, check out their website at peak.network. That's P-E-A-Q.network. Hello, everyone. Daniel from DPIN Hub over here. And today we have the pleasure to have Sherlock, CEO and co-founder of Mesonetwork. Network. Meso Network is building this decentralized infrastructure network, and it's very aligned with the DPN ecosystem. They've been building for quite some time now, I think like two or three years. I'm really happy to hear like the, the wise words from the CEO and, and uh, Sherlock, thank you so much for being in the podcast today. It's a pleasure to have you here. Let's get started for you, maybe introducing yourself, your background, and how this project got started. Yeah, sure. So thanks, Daniel, for having me. i uh, really like excited to join this podcast. Uh, so I'm Sherlock, I'm co-founder of Silver National, and we started this company since the uh, November 2020. Um, the problem we try to address is quite simple, like uh, in the early stage, we noticed that uh, as an engineer, I'm, I'm as a back-end, back-end engineer, I have run lots of machines from the uh, cloud service providers like the uh, Google Cloud, Amazon, AWS, or kind of guys. Um, but the point is, when I spend like uh, 200 to 300 US dollar per month, I, I realized that I only use like 20 or 30% of my resources. So I'm thinking about whether we can find a way to like monetize the, the, the sphere of the, the, the cloud service. And then, well, we, do, we did some research. We noticed that the, the bandwidth we acquired from the uh, cloud, which is quite valuable, uh, like some short videos and long videos platforms, Companies, there was been a huge amount of money for for that part. I can give you a, a specific like figures. So well, Shovel's company is called Quai. Uh, I read his prospectors and told me they spend around, around like eight hundred million US dollar per year only for bandwidth. So it looks like okay, the, the resource is quite valuable. But then the next question is why no one just tries to reach me to, I mean, uh, aggregate my sources. And then we notice the problem is. Uh, in the right now internet model, uh, when people or when company try to acquire resources, they were much using like a top-down model. They have to send a group of like sales team. The sales team usually will like have a have a tea, have a coffee, like have a breakfast with you guys, have a meeting, and sign a contract and make the deal. So this is how it works for the like past ten to fifteen years. It, it works pretty good because. When people, when sales team try to like reach you, basically they will they will measure their time, right? They will think about okay, if I spend one hour one hour meeting with you, basically you should you should worth my time. But think about my value. Okay, right now as I am as a, like a rental users, I can only I can only offer like the fifty to hundred US dollar per month, which is totally wasting his time. But think different. If we can find a way to, I mean, aggregate like hundred thousands or even one million users like me all together. We put it into like a group and organization, and then we send a represent of us. Then the guys there is really interested to talk with us, and maybe it's worth like a couple millions or ten million dollars of value. So the problem has been converted. Whether um, we can find a way to aggregate lots of long-term resources, retailers' resources with really low cost, and then we notice, okay, the answer is token. We can use token to incentivize people. And some of the deer, like they live in different countries, they live, live in like different, uh, I would say, kind of conditions. For example, they are they are they maybe have resources from the IDC, they may have resources from the their their mobiles, the telecoms, 
and and maybe they only have ten dollars value per month. But it's okay. They don't need to know somebody from very like the I mean giant companies. He don't need to know somebody like from even from massive. He don't need to know Sherlock and Daniel. But he if he have resources, he can download our like the mining software. It's much more like Bitcoin mining. Uh, for the protocol, uh, join network and earn some tokens reward. So this is how it works and how we like start this mass network. That's really cool. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a big issue, right? With the resources. It's crazy to think how how much money people spend on this kind of bandwidth resource. And like, in, I, I believe that Deepin is the, the perfect use case for this. Um, so, how would you explain the, the core mission of Mason Network? It's like to uh, distribute, lower the cost, or, or what would you guys say what it is? Yeah, sure. So uh, it's very simple. We, we try to address the the network problems. Uh, so right now, uh, we, we know there are three kinds of uh, infrastructures, resources, compute, storage, and bandwidth. Right. Uh, this is the the three things which consist of power, like the uh, internet. Um, we need to do the computer, we need to store the data, and we need to transfer data to different kind of guys. Um, uh, but if you look at history, so uh, long before the uh, emergence of the internet, there are still three kinds of basic things of called computer storage bandwidth. What is compute? Compute is much more like uh, when we learn lots of knowledge, uh, we need to do some like uh, compute. For example, mathematics is one for the computer. Physical is still one for the computer. We need to use the, the uh, materials we observed, we have learned from our like the uh, ancestors, and we do some comp compute, and we, we get some likely results. So this is computing history. What is storage? Storage is much more like the memory or the history of human. Like when we have some conclusion or when we have some like tricks for how to like live in the natural na nature, uh, we we need to like. Tell our like the child, hey, don't go to the lake, don't go to like the seas, uh, without ships, without the, the the I mean the, the things can help you to keep you alive. You need to get some warnings, and usually they need to tell their child, and then they have like stones they can carve on the stones, and then they have they have the books. We can we can write our knowledge in the books, and then right now. Because uh, there are so much of the knowledge there, so we have to use digital disk. That's called storage, right? And then what is bandwidth? Okay, so uh, apart from the internet bandwidth, usually like bandwidth just means like how our capacity, like we can talk with people, right? So if I have a meeting with Daniel, if I have like meeting with somebody else, we have a talk. Basically, for the whole day, maybe I can only like talk with ten or fifteen people at most, or twenty people at most. Like if they everybody takes like one hour kind of things, so we have limited bandwidth, right? So and in crypto space, uh, sorry, in internet space, bandwidth is also similar to that. During maybe the uh, per unit, like per second of hour, basically you can only transfer like a, a fixed number of the, the data packets to the to the friends or, or to somebody else. So uh, I would say okay. So the difference is quite interesting is because it's it's much more like. Uh, we can decentralize all of these three physical infrastructures. We can not only count on the tech giants to build their architecture and maybe when the AWS like make some issues or or maybe when the Google Cloud, the company is not there, but all my photos, if I store my photos, 
my very valuable memory with my family, with my friends stored on Google Cloud, and some somehow 50 years later, Google Cloud has Google. I mean, Google has disappeared, disappeared from this market, from this world. I lost all of my memory with my friends and family. 100 years later, my my child, my my children, my grandchildren, they can't see the things right now. It's gonna be super like annoying for me. So I think okay. So, so this is why we think maybe one day we do need to decentralize part of the service so that it can let uh, oh we can build a network or kind of things, maybe projects or infra that can uh, I would say give it to my give it to our like grandchildrens. The next so, generation. Uh, next generations, of course. <laughs> No, I, I love that. Actually, that's very true, right? Because I mean, throughout history, I mean, I'd say like the last thirty years, for example,、mm-hmm. there's a lot of tech companies that was they were born and they died. And imagine if you have valuable pictures of your family, documents on one of those files, one of those companies, and that company failed, the chances that your files are gonna be gone, it's、mm-hmm. uh, it's very likely, right?、Uh, and things, especially like for me, photos is a is a very valuable thing. Because、uh, you cannot recreate that that experience, that time. Because you can't go back in time yet. So,、mm-hmm. I think building a decentralized like infrastructure for storage, for example, that relies that saves that people from that burden of like trusting actually a third party or trusting a company、uh, to 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 rely on infrastructure. Right. Instead of that, we can have a decentralized that there's no one single company that actually can turn off everything because they decided to. I think that's.、Um, That's a beautiful, beautiful message, right?、Um, <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, and then on the on on the deep in like central、uh, concept of、uh, the com- the network. I mean, after all, we are in the Deep in Hell podcast.、Uh, how how was the trajectory of getting the Deep in ecosystem? How was it since the beginning that you guys figured out? Okay, Deep in actually、uh, maybe that wasn't really the name at the time.、We、had something some other name, Deep in or something else.、Um, When did you guys decide that that was the way to go? That decentralize, get everybody involved, and like、um, basically following the deep in ecosystem、uh, method. So when we started our project、uh, since like、uh, sorry in 2020,、uh, we we didn't know uh, uh, like a thing called deep in,、uh, but we only know one thing that、uh, we focus on the physical infrastructure.、Uh, I mean physical network infrastructure, internet infrastructure. And the most important thing is we can use people. We can use human.、Uh, let them to join the network with the incentivized with the, of the tokens. So uh, uh, we think it, it works pretty good uh, because we, we within like the、uh, I will say six months when we launched our testnet, basically we have more than like the fifty to hundred k miners there. Uh, right now we have more than like 500k registered users with、uh, around like more than、uh, 200k、uh, miners aligned here,、uh, both in the Gano and and, and the Mason. So、uh, just like you have mentioned that that、uh, during 2021,、um, uh, there is some called tipping token incentivized、uh, physical infrastructure,、uh, infrastructure. Sorry,、uh, so. Uh, I do remember I have joined some、uh, tipping events, and also we host、uh, we hosted two tipping events online,、uh, 
tipping some meta kind of things to invite lots of projects there. So the most important thing I think it's it's not not about the num. It's called tipping or tipping or kind of wins. I mean the most important thing is we we know uh one day we we will have the very big uh I mean large distribution network. Uh, also, if we can, we can make it distributed decentralized network, and everybody else can. Uh, I would say first monetize their uh, physical things like monetize their mobile, monetize their mobile computer, monetize their mobile network, telecoms, monetize like their uh, any like things, maybe GPU sharing or data sharing or kind of things. Uh, and somehow, if the the principles behind this align with tipping, so then we can call it them all the tippings. And when I when and then uh, during last year, uh, and we, we think tipping is a really good thing because uh, uh, I mean we, we need to have the one num to uh, address the the space right. So the space is called tipping. Uh, so uh, we, we we will try our best to have all the tipping ecosystem here. And also for all of the ecosystem, I will I will say a oh, very interesting way is we can start with the phone, our mobiles, uh, because when we try to focus on the IDCs or the uh, I would say the internet data center resources here, it's basically far away from most of retailers, I mean users. So uh, if we can find a way that which, which can be much closer to the retailers. If I'm a user, if I can have something to use and I have something to share and I can join the dipping or any dipping project or ecosystem, then I think I'm super nice. So that was one of the, one of the point in the future is, um, we want, we want to make dipping much more like the close to the retailers devices. Yeah. No, I do, I do agree. Like, for example, like you mentioned, using the cell phone, it's a, it's a massive, massive opportunity for mm -hmm. a huge amount of people to join right because right now if mm -hmm. you have a computer it's one thing but if you have a phone everybody has a phone a lot of people have two phones they have spare phones you know uh this, this way just think about i remember when i was traveling for example in india almost mm -hmm. nobody in a lot of places didn't have wi-fi but everybody has extremely fast and really reliable uh, data package in their phone so everybody was mm -hmm. all the time on their phone right so this way you could have billions of devices on the network super quickly comparing to some waiting for someone to buy a hardware or set up on like a desktop PC that they have at home or even less if you have like a infrastructure on a data center, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think that's a, that's a very definitely a very interesting point. Um, so how, how does the, let's say, how do you utilize the idle bandwidth for people? You said you can use phones and, and other devices. Uh, and what are the kind of incentives that people get for uh, running those devices? They're getting tokens. They they need to be. Are, are you guys in Solana or what kind of like layer one? Are you building on top? How does that work? Yeah, sure. So this is our like the uh, core values. So right now we have two kinds of uh, resources here. The first is from IDC, uh, which means uh, it's it's quite stable. It, it can be used for the real like commercial scenes. And the second one is from the uh, mobiles. Uh, uh, I can give it uh, some examples. The first, like, just in the beginning, I had mentioned, like, if I have run some machines from clouds, um, maybe you, you, you will have, a, like, a, a Linux terminal you can access there. 
and then you can run software to contribute the IDC's resources to our network. So this is the first. The second one is uh, I can share my mobile's data packet to the users who want to use. Uh, it's not like uh, it, it's a little different than uh, you mentioned that when, when when you went to India, you can you can use their data packet. It's much more like uh, you are still guys far away. Maybe you are in Europe, another guy is in the States, and then. The point is, the guys from Europe, he want to access the network through the through the states, right? So how how can it be uh, achieved? So one of the ways you can open uh, a VPN service, which means you can open a, a node in the IDC, and then you guys build a tunnel, and then the tunnels will relay your, relay your traffic. Uh, but the point is, when you use IDC nodes, basically, uh, when you try to access some websites like Facebook, like uh, Twitter, or kind of ones, they will think you are robots, and they hate robots, and they will ban you. They will they will restrict your access of the websites. But another way is, if you are the guy who lives in the states and use the mobiles to access these web websites, so these guys will think, okay, it looks like all the access, I mean, signature or kind of things is like you are real human. Use the telecoms network. You you using like a specific type of the phone, and also using the phones like traffic to be near. So they will think, oh, okay, looks like you're a human. So I will give you more, much more like the rights to, I mean, priorities kind of things to to use. So this is things we notice that mobile is quite valuable. Mobile is not only just like VPN for you to access some websites or to help you to the privacy, but also it can help you to prove that. You are you are much more like a human, and right now in the internet world, or maybe in the next era, like the, it's called AI era, uh, to prove that you are human is quite quite tough, but but still really important. So if you can use mobile to access websites, and the websites can can trust that you are human, and I I can give you things. So this is how the Garnet works. Um, people who can share their um. I mean, their mobiles, they didn't install software. It's also fully like open source, you can share the code here. And then you sharing your right to relay the data packet on your phone. And then you can get tokens reward. So yes, the uh, incentivize for these two boats of two users is token, our network uh, token. Uh, we plan to launch first on Ethereum, years 20. Uh, yeah, there's still some tricky part because still Ethereum is a little expensive. So after that, we're gonna do some uh, 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 compatible chains, EVM compatible chains. We support them, and after that, we we gonna support some non EVM compatible chains. Solana is one of the choice. Nice, yeah. Peak is a layer one blockchain designed to power DPINs. Why do DPINs choose to build on Peak? It's fast, scalable, low-cost offer builders are ready to deploy DPIN SDK and it's multi-chain. So when you build on Peak, you're building for all Web3. Peak is home for the fastest growing DPIN projects, with more than 100,000 vehicles and devices deployed, over a dozen DPINs already building, and the world-leading device manufacturers such as Boss partner with them. Think of building a DPIN? Peak has a grand program for DPIN builders. If you're listening to this, remember, you're early. The Peak Network will launch in the first half of 2024. Check out Peak's channels for more details and links in the podcast description. That's very interesting. So it's basically um, like a v, like a VPN. Your your phone becomes a tunnel to to basically someone's trying to access the internet. They can prove that they are a real person by using someone else's like uh, 
connectivity on their phone, right? Because they have an IP address. The IP address is, is connected to a real person and not necessarily like a data center that usually runs the VPNs on mm-hmm. that. I think that uh, brings to my next question that I had written down is uh, Gaga nodes. What, well, how do you explain Gaga node and how interesting is that? Okay, sure. So it, it's all, uh, I, I would say two things here, two things. Uh, the first is about uh, what is the right model in crypto space. The second is about uh, what's right in the business space. So uh, when, when we when we uh, operate the investment nodes, I mean uh, the whole network there, uh, we serve with the IDCs. But the point is, we found few people can join our network, even though like the people there they are quite valuable and sometimes they are like they they can they can contribute us with like huge amounts of nodes but we still think it's it's not the uh the core things of uh crypto or the or the or the like the edge of the crypto i mean the crypto is we should try to lower the threshold of your joint network we should make it much more easy anybody else no matter like who you are like what the value you can offer you can still have a right to join our network right so the the point is we, we try to think okay how can we like to make a really low threshold uh things and network and make it much more convenient I and mean, easier for people to join then we we realize okay phone is the answer we should we should do something with the, with the mobiles uh and then when, when we check out the core value of mobiles we realize okay somebody said that they are do the wi-fi sharing Sometimes like share their storage, or sometimes sharing um, the commute of the of the mobile. That is sometimes a little nonsense to me. It makes a lot of nonsense to me. But uh, data packet there, the traffic there is it's it's very easy to be standardized, right? It's very hard to standardize like the compute and the storage you know, on the phone. But traffic is really easy. You transfer like one megabyte data. You transfer one gigabyte data. In maybe in like in California, in Paris, in China, it's it's quite easy to easy to standardize and measurable. So we realized, okay, if we want to do the right things to use actually the core edge of the crypto, we should take it to the to the most of the I mean users, retailers, and help them. So the second thing is about the uh, business model. Uh, we realized if we only want to charge the fees from CDM. I mean, IDC, when we serve users, it's much more like CDM content delivery network. Uh, it's, it's still a very big market. Lots of people want to use that. Um, but then we realized, okay, if we want to build a CDM service, basically it's very hard to have the uh, I mean, enough edge for the price part. We cannot offer a very low imp- lower pricing because we're not physically own this infrastructure. For example, if I own IDC, if we do own some uh, the, the IDC in different countries, basically we can lower the price. We can have negotiations with the, the uh, telecoms and offer a future price. But the point is, we don't we didn't own them. So uh, how can we uh, compete with the uh, the tech giants one day in the future to offer them like offer users a cheap price? Sometimes it's it's a little hard but uh, we noticed that if we do the data package from the mobiles um, users is not only purchased by the just the, the 
the megabyte data, they will purchase by the excess identities. So, for example, if I'm traveling from different countries and I want to access some websites, the websites have the region restrict. So I will. I hope I can find an access point from these countries and from these residential skies. Uh, and I will pay a lot for this identity, uh, which means basically we can have high premium premium for our like the traffic. It's like five or ten times higher than the usual CDNs. So we found okay, it's also a really good uh, business model. Uh, so it, it's it, when when it comes all together, it becomes a really like the uh, we cover much more users. And also, we have much more like the premium on pricing, um, which means the whole things can be much more sustainable. Nice, yeah, that's that, <clears throat> that's super interesting. Thanks for explaining that. One thing that I'd like to ask you as well is, I, I you guys are gonna be listed or are listed writing CoinList, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's like a a very very interesting, let's say, mark of approval for any crypto project nowadays. They have a really interesting launchpad. Uh, that was a, a great sign for you guys. Can you talk about that? How was the process? What, what do you guys expect from that? And how has the experience been working with them? Yeah, sure. Uh, actually, we have finished the public sale on Coinlist like uh, a, few months, a few weeks ago. Uh, yes. <laughs> and it's, very, it's, it's oversubscribed and all the sale has been like finished within like 20 minutes or 24 minutes. Uh, I'm sorry for the people who like can uh, get a token there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, me, me too. I, I try to like register accounts, but I also like uh, penning a line and I can't purchase it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, we also at Deepin Hub website, which is deepinhub.io. Mm -hmm. We are looking to building our own uh, launchpad, mm -hmm. but that's going to be focused for Deepin ecosystem. It's going to have a little different twist, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're working with physical hardware most of the time. There's a lot of different things than just like a, it's not a launchpad just for tokens, but a launchpad for hardware, token, deep in projects. But yeah, a lot more we're gonna be able to announce hopefully soon, but it's a very very exciting like update from our our side as well. Mm -hmm. um, looking ahead for Meson Network, how can you aim, like what is, what is the next journey that you guys wanna take? What is the next steps for, let's say, the next year, the next five years, where do you guys see you're growing? Uh, we, we have several milestones here. So the first is this year, we're gonna launch our token, uh, the mainnet. So the first gonna be year 20, and then we're gonna do some support uh, of some L2 chains. And then we're gonna support much more like the non-event compatible chains with um, the better like credit year. So that's the, that's the first thing, uh, token launch. Uh, and the second thing is we try to uh, make our product to have more than 1 million users within this year. Uh, and also the third milestone here is uh, the revenues metrics because um, we, we try to make our revenues can reach more than 10 million US dollar per year. Uh, it's, it's a little tough, uh, but it's okay uh, because we think that the whole thing can be sustainable for now. And then uh, I would say for the following two to three years, we're gonna, we're gonna launch our uh, the uh okay so it's called it's much more like the bandwidth marketplace but the point is we try to standardize our infrastructures we try to so think about it 
like uh, right now when we exchange our uh, network resources, we 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 have to do a really like much more like OTC deal, or we have to like I mean it's like we have to have some meetings, we have some contract. But one day, uh, if if bandwidth can be standardized, of course it can be. And then we can only measure that you only need to purchase like 50 megabytes traffic in a very standardized place. And in that place, basically, um, you can just have some like order books or kind of things. You can say, okay, I want to sell 50 megabytes traffic. Somebody say, okay, I will, I will purchase these 50 megabytes. And then we match you all together and it becomes automated uh, marketplace there. So this is things we're gonna read. We're gonna launch in the like the. Uh, I hope it can be finished like this end of this year or early next year. Um, and also, uh, in the like the following two three years, we may launch our own chain. Uh, we are preparing for it because uh, if right now we still didn't find a so we we don't find a really like the high performance chains. Uh, we may put we may move some of our companies. Uh, outside of maybe Ethereum or some layer ones, but to our own chain so that we can, uh, I would say, have much more metrics for our physical things. Nice. Oh, that's that's very exciting. Uh, right now, you said you are in the West Coast. I think um, this episode is going to be released on Friday, February 16th. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. next, I think next week or very soon starts East Denver as well, right? Uh, what are you guys doing there? Like I heard you guys doing some conference, some event, side event. Uh, can you tell people who's going to be there? Yeah, yeah, sure. So we're going to host a side event in Denver. Um, it's going to be uh, uh, on March the, March the 1st. Yeah, March the 1st afternoon, the afternoon, I will have, we'll have a side event. And also you can check our like the um, side events like link, alu.ma slash summer. So we have already invited like some of our friends in investment projects like uh, first of course Daniel, uh, the house party. Yeah, he are one of our like the speakers here. And also we have the A16Cs uh, guy and also we have CoinShares. And also we have lots of projects here. I would say it's, it's much more like the, uh, at, at the Yeah, it's, it's still the winter. And you know Denver like Colorado is one of the best like the ski resorts in, in the whole states. but. Uh, we all said here it's summer because we love summer. Summer is means hot. We have the last De- uh, DeFi summer, and right now we hope we can have a dipping summer. We're gonna join. Yeah, definitely, that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So, where do people can go to know more about Meso Network and about the dipping event that you guys are doing, the dipping summer? Yeah, sure. So, uh, you can go to our website. It's called uh, Meso and Network. Uh, you can you can check our materials and all the networking structures, or maybe you can join us or use the service. And second, if you want to like to go to our uh, side event here, uh, you can visit the website. It's called alu.ma/dippingsummer. Nice. Yeah, we're gonna make sure to put all the disc- the information in the description of the video or the audio, depending where you're listening mm-hmm. to this. Uh, I would like to really thank you, Sherlock, for coming to the podcast. It was a pleasure to have you here. And I hope to to see you in a couple of weeks or one and a half, yeah, a couple <laughs> a weeks. weeks in 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 Denver, yeah, in Denver. And yeah, I mean, Deepin is just getting started, right? We we have a very very exciting year coming for us. And for all the listeners out there, make sure to subscribe to Deepin Hub Podcast, where you're listening on YouTube or Spotify or Apple. 
and make sure to come to hotspot.net and deepinhub.io. See you guys in the next episode. Thanks so much for luck again and see you soon. Yeah, have, have a good, good one. one.